What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your hosts of the GMs of the Future podcast with... Nick Adnan. And Ryan Bondarenko. Guys, this one's going to be a little bit different. We are recording from two different places with this one. Um, So it is going to be a little bit different going back and forth with it. We're going to go right into these games here. We're just going to... We already touched on the Thursday nighter uh, before Packers destroying the 49ers 34-17. We're going to go right into the next games. uh, Broncos and Falcons. Uh... Falcons took this one 34-27. Uh, yeah, it was a, it's a good game for the Falcons. They had a bigger lead in this one. The Falcons had a nice bigger lead, and then uh, – They didn't blow the lead yeah, for once. Then, yeah, they didn't blow the lead. They held on uh, some late touchdowns. Jerry Judy had a good game for the uh, Broncos. Uh, the Falcons played without Calvin Ridley. Uh, yeah. But he should – they're going in to buy this upcoming week, the Falcons. But overall, it was a good game. Uh the Falcons are looking better under their interim coach, Raheem Morris. Uh, and the big news from the Falcons is they released Tack McKinley after him publicly wanting to be traded. Wasn't yeah. traded at the deadline. And, uh, he got cut and claimed by the Cincinnati Bengals and is eligible to play this upcoming week's game, but not the one that they played on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, so moving on, this was actually a pretty big shocker. We actually had the Seahawks beating – or sorry – the Seahawks coming into the Bills and the Bills beating the Seahawks 44-34. I mean, Seahawks have such yeah, a terrible that's... defense. Yes, yes, Nick, your Bills won. We got it. Um, they played good. Yeah, they played very good football. But forced four turnovers on defense. Like the defense forced four turnovers off Russell Wilson. It wasn't just the offense that played well. No, Russell Wilson, this was the one of the worst games he had had since since he came into the league. Well, he's had two. He's had two bad games this year in his what was everyone was saying his MVP season, and it has not been his MVP season so far. He had two games that are bad, and those are the two games they've lost: to Arizona and now to Buffalo. Yep. Uh, next, we got uh, Ravens coming into the Colts. Ravens won this one twenty four ten. Very defensive game. The Colts did stop them for a while. It was just that high-powered offense of the Ravens. Well, it was mostly defense. I mean, the Colts have a good defense. We know that. The Ravens have a good defense. We know that. But the Colts couldn't put up points. And, I mean, that three-back system of the Colts that they're using, I mean, it's fine. But, I mean, I think I'd like to see more carries for Jonathan Taylor because he has – he is their best overall runner. Yeah. He's a very good north-south runner. Just get it one cut and go. Um, next, we got the Texans coming in to play the Jags. Another kind of high-scoring game. Texans took this one 27-25. It was a pretty good game, this one. It wasn't too, too bad. I mean, yeah, you had uh, Luton for the Jaguars uh, making his first career uh, start. Yeah, uh, he had a nice touchdown drive on his first drive, if I'm not mistaken. The nice play to DJ Chark. So, uh, you know, I I am a big fan of DJ Chark. I think he's a really good receiver, and I think uh, I'd like to see them start using him more in the offense. Uh, but yeah. I mean, the Jaguars. They, I mean, they need the number one pick. They need a future. Uh, they're they're struggling. Um, the Texans again. They've got a couple wins on the year, and both are against the Jaguars. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, it's tough. Next game was kind of almost an upset. 
We have the Panthers coming in to play the Chiefs. The Chiefs only took this one 33-31. But the big thing Panthers about this had a game, shot. Yeah. Big thing about this was Christian McCaffrey was back. He was back, and then now he's hurt again. He got yep. hurt on that last drive. He hurt his, what looked like his shoulder getting slammed down pretty hard on there. So, I mean, those they fantasy owners were thrilled. Gonna, he's not going to play back. next Sunday. But he might play the week to, after. But, yeah, for week 11. But the uh, big okay, thing is, so, that, is the Panthers that had a shot at the end of this game. They had a shot at the end of this game. They chose to try this really long field goal that was – like 69 yards or something when they thought it should have just thrown the hail Mary. 7 yard field goal. He had the distance. He just didn't have the accuracy. Oh yeah. He was way wide, right? Like way wide, right? Like it was good. Like the second he kicked it, he knew he missed it. Yeah. All right. Uh, next game we got here. We've got the lions coming in to play Minnesota. Well, the Vikings got the, themselves another win uh, behind Dalvin cook being awesome. So yeah. that is really – there's nothing much to say about the Vikings right now other than there's two there's two names that are doing it all for them. Dalvin Cook. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Dalvin Cook. <laughs> uh, he yeah. is their entire team. <laughs> they put up 34 points against the Lions. Then uh, next – Matt Stafford have... did play in this game too. We, yeah. we did talk about it in the last episode that he was on the COVID list when we recorded on Friday. He got pulled off on the Saturday, and he did play. Still didn't matter. Vikings won. Yep. Uh, next game, we had uh, Chicago coming in to Tennessee to play the Titans. Titans took this one 24-17. Chicago's offense is so bad right now. I don't know what's Except going in the on fourth quarter. <laughs> Yeah, they're good fourth, the fourth quarter, quarter. They're... when they're down by three scores. Yeah, <laughs> whenever they're down by three scores in the fourth quarter, they turn it on, and all of a sudden the team wants to win. I don't get it. Why well, can't you play like that the it's... entire game? Garbage time, right? Defense has changed the way they play. They start playing more prevent, you know, more laid back, don't want to give up that big play, right? So in the yep. end, it just kind of happens. I mean, they're they're void of weapons over there in, in Chicago. I actually think they're missing Tariq Cohen a bit. I do think as that so change too. of pace running back, but Tennessee wins. Yep, and uh, Chicago next, is starting that landslide. Next, we've got uh, the Giants coming in to play the Washington football team. Giants took this one 23 20. Fairly close game. It wow. was a it was a good game. You I see that overall. injury though? That injury that Kyle Allen took there. Oh, he's oh, out for the God. year now. So it's out. Alex Smith is show. Alex Smith's show, right? I mean, it's really bad, the injuries that Washington has had to their quarterback position over these last few years. They had that brutal injury to Alex Smith a few years yep. back. And this year, Kyle Allen gets that, oh, that ankle. Yeah, oh, it's it done. Brutal. <laughs> yeah. Brutal. Um, yeah, there's nothing really much else to say about this game. The Giants took it, like we said, 23-20. Neither, uh, neither of those teams are playoff teams. We know that, so we can move yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> 2-7 and 2-6. and six. Uh, next game, we got the Raiders coming in to play the Chargers. Uh, Raiders took this one 31-26. Chargers had a shot at the end of the game there, and they actually had the game won, so there was some excitement. But yep. then the replay showed that the guy did drop the ball in the end zone there on the last – on the touchdown play on the final play of the game. So, of course, the re- officials got it right. Yeah, That was the right call in the end. So being overturned and the Raiders get the win and the Raiders right now are sitting in a wild card position, which they're a good football team. I think. 
yeah, they're five and three right now. Raiders have a fairly solid uh, team. They don't have, only team to beat the Chiefs. Yeah, only team to beat the Chiefs this season so far. Uh, Raiders could possibly go pretty deep in the playoffs, depending on how they do here. Uh, yeah, exactly. Next, next game was actually a really good game that we had up here. It was the Dolphins taking on the Cardinals. Tua gets his second win, second win in a row. Thirty-four, and it wasn't 31. just his defense that got him the win this time. Yeah, it wasn't the defense. It was Tua that played this game and got them the win. I mean, it's the Dolphins are a scary team, and as a Bills fan, I mean they're playing good football. The Dolphins right now, and I'm worried. The Dolphins have a real shot to come up and take this division. I'm lucky that well, the Dolphins were bad at the start of the year, is when Buffalo got a win over them to help them in that uh, race. But yeah, no, the Dolphins are a good football team. And I would not be surprised if they're in the playoffs this year. Yeah, the same exact same thing. Um, the Dolphins could make the playoffs. Well, right now I think they'd be in a wild card at five and three in the AFC. Yeah, they're right. At, they're right up there fighting for a wild card spot. I think actually after this, after the Thursday game of this next week that happened, it took them out. But they are in a wild card. Yeah, spot at the uh, end of next this week. Game, yeah. Next game was actually a little closer than I thought it was going to be. We had the Steelers coming in for the Cowboys, and Steelers only took it 24-19, staying undefeated, 8-0. They were bad in this game until the last yep. quarter. Yep. When they picked it up, scored the points, got the win, Steelers needed that uh, needed that win to stay undefeated because yep. losing to the Cowboys would have been a demoralizer. Uh, then the Sunday night game was an absolute blowout. The Saints destroyed the Bucks thirty-eight to three. Brady First time and in Brady's career, he's ever been swept by a division opponent, and he's been yep. playing in the league for like fifty years. <laughs> First like, time he's crazy. ever been swept. He's all every other team he's always beat at least once in his division every single year. Nope, not yeah, this it's... time, and it was. This was also the first time that Brady has thrown three interceptions in a game since 2011. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's crazy. But, I mean, the big thing in this one is the Saints, I mean, we're still able to put up a bunch of points. They played when Michael Thomas came back. He had a 55% snap count. So he played on 55% of snaps, had five catches. You know, so he's they're going to slowly work him back in the offense until he's fully good to go, like, back to – uh Michael Thomas of last year, where he 149 receptions, right? So yeah, the Saints exactly. are getting better, and I don't know if that 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 Antonio Brown being with the Bucks didn't do anything for the Bucks. Obviously, in this no, game, it didn't. Not in this game. I think they needed to get their self together, and they didn't have a game plan against the Saints. It's like they went out there with the same game plan they had at the last game. We'll, oh, we'll do the same thing. We'll just do the same thing. We're going to roll with it. But it didn't. I mean, they barely, they, they barely beat the Giants the week before. So I'm actually worried about the Bucks going forward. Everyone said after they signed Antonio Brown that they were the Super Bowl favorites in the NFC. Well, not the way they're playing right now. So they have to yeah, pick it up. Yeah, the way they're the playing right now and the way that the teams are playing, it's the Saints that are in favor in the NFC. Yeah, for sure. Even, even the Packers at the moment. Um, Monday nighter game, Patriots coming in to face the New York Jets. You uh, almost had it, New York. You almost had it, Jets. 
New York, you, why would you not, for that 51-yard field goal, try and call the timeout to ice the kicker? I know some coaches don't believe icing the kicker works, but some do. There's always that chance. If you would have done that and he missed it, bam, you guys go into overtime and you've got a shot to win your first game of the season. I thought Flacco played well for the Jets in this game, you know, and that's Flacco really did amazing. Yeah, I mean, one. that's a good it's a good game. I mean, they, they played well, and I mean, it still shows that New England had a struggle this game. They had to claw and fight to get that win, and I New England's not a playoff team this year. We've discussed that before, but they're not a playoff team this year. You beat a bad no, football not at all. team, but I still want to see the Jets get, pick up a win somewhere along the line this year. Gives them a real shot at uh, – you know, as someone else getting Trevor Lawrence, because I really don't want Darnold to leave the Jets. No, well, the Jets have already come out and said that if they He's have the number one overall pick, they will trade down because oh, Sam Darnold to. is their future. Yeah, they'll attempt to trade down. But then again, a lot of people say, you know, how do you pass up on Trevor Lawrence? I mean, Trevor Lawrence is the best QB prospect to come out in years since Andrew Luck, probably. He's the best QB yeah. prospect to come out. I Everybody mean, knew who this kid was. They've been following him for the past two, three years. Everyone's been following who this guy is. Uh, and same thing with Andrew Luck. Everyone was following him for the past, for like two, three years of his career <laughs> while he was in college. So. For yeah. sure. Yeah. For sure. All right. Well. I, uh, well, we got a guest for you guys this week. He is a Vikings fan. He is uh, Ryan's uh, Ryan's brother, uh, TJ. He is my younger brother. This is yeah, tra- so, uh, TJ. Welcome aboard. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. How's it going? Not That's too bad. Yourself? Pretty good. All right, so let's talk about your team, your Vikings. Let's talk about your Vikings. They've played some good football over the last couple weeks. So, uh, yeah, you think they have time. a shot at actually uh, building this up to make the playoffs and sneak no. in? I really think they do. If uh, Dalvin Cook can keep it up and uh, some of their young guys on defense are really starting to develop and it's really starting to show. Yeah, yeah I, I'm hoping they sneak into the playoffs. I, I like caring for the Vikings. They are our closest uh, team here from our Winnipeg uh, area here. They are our closest team so it, we're looking forward to it. but like you said we mentioned it earlier Dalvin Cook is the reason they're winning games really in the end. he is their he's their offense I mean he's been oh. phenomenal and they're running it through him right absolutely like I, I feel like he's just know. like uh just like Christian McCaffrey how when Christian McCaffrey went down the Panthers offense suffered if Dalvin Cook was to go down the Vikings offense is going to suffer yeah absolutely because Obviously, this year, Kirk Cousins is not getting it done for this offense. And he probably yeah. won't anymore. He's a game manager now, right? He just has yeah. to rely on a good running game and make good passes. I mean, he had a few touchdown passes this last game, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, I think Irv Smith had a couple. Yeah, Irv Smith had two yeah, touchdowns Smith had too. But, you know, I, I think this offense will get rolling a little bit better if they do give Kirk Cousins smaller roles and do establish the run game early in the game. That's what the Vikings need to do is establish that running game very early on 
and established so that they can start doing play action and stuff like that because that's what's going to kill them. Kill teams is for the play action. They're going to be like, oh, shit, it's a run for Dalvin Cook again. Oh, no, wait, we got Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen deep downfield now. Yeah, that's the thing. The, yeah, well, the Vikings are a very good play action team, but I just I haven't seen it much lately this year. Well, they're running it. Like, I mean, that, that's the offense you have to do. That's the offense that Tennessee made so famous last year when they were doing it so well is running the football with Derrick Henry. It's what took them to the to the AFC Championship game, right? Running it with Derrick Henry and then using Tannehill on the play action. Well, that's what the Vikings have to do is run the football well and play action passes. I mean, you have weapons in Minnesota has a good offensive core. I just think they need a better quarterback for if they're going to truly make a run at a championship because their defense has been playing well over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, they have. Um, I really do think they also need to buff up that offensive line a little bit. Like they are starting to play a lot better than they have been, but there's still some, uh, some missing guys there. Yeah, but I'm talking more your skill position cores. You have tight ends, you're, you're there. You have wide receivers, you're there now. And you have a running back. And I still think Madison is a great running back too. But, I mean, he still isn't Dalvin Cook. But then again, Dalvin Cook is a top three running back in this league. Yeah, exactly. If you give Alexander Madison another season to develop a little bit more, you'll see a little bit more of him. But right now it's the Dalvin Cook show. It's going to be the Dalvin Cook show for a while. Yeah. Why take it away, right? Why take it away from like, the guy who's literally been the best running back this last couple of weeks where it's not even, like he has literally carried that football team on his back. Yeah, absolutely. It's been crazy though cuz the last 10 years of every of for the Vikings, you have the Vikings have had a number 1 star running back for the last 10 years thinking about having Adrian Peterson coming in. When everything happened there with Adrian Peterson and he la- and he had to leave the Vikings, that's when Dalvin Cook got drafted and came in because Cook thought he was going to be playing under Adrian Peterson, but they threw him into the starting role right away because of the family matters that happened with Peterson. The Vikings have been good. I mean, I think in the end, though, they are missing a lot of key players on that defense. Like, they're missing Barr and... Daniel Hunter hasn't played a snap all year, and he's done for the year, right? Those are two key play cogs in that defense. Yeah. With yeah. Anthony Barr being out, I, it's really nice to see someone else stepping up, like Eric Wilson. He's really stepped up. Yeah, he has played well. And, I mean, Anthony Barr has – I've always found him to be a good player, but he's always – he's had those great plays, but he's also had a lot of bad plays, I mean. I'm just going to look at it as a Bills game when he got posterized by Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Anthony Barr is – he's not a coverage linebacker. He he doesn't have the skill to be a very good coverage linebacker. He needs to just be a pass-rushing linebacker, drop back once in a while, the type Stop that the he run. is. Yeah, they're, I don't yeah, know, they're good but, to me. The Vikings have – they still have key pieces there. Like they, their safety core is one of the best in the league. The safety core. Then you have, well, you got Harrison Smith and Anthony Harris. Yeah, then you have a linebacker like, like Eric Kendricks, who's playing absolutely amazing this year. They're just getting beat on the outside, right? They've got young corners, and it takes time for corners to develop, right? So they're so thin at the cornerback position. Like they have a lot of guys that are out and just injuries this year. It's horrible. Yeah. 
not, not Jeff, a lot of season Jeff winnings Gladney, the past two weeks, games. Right? Yeah. The past two games, Jeff Gladney has stepped up and played really well in the corner position. Chris Boyd had a great game against the Lions last week. Yeah, he did, actually. And then there's also talks of the Vikings actually bringing in Adam Pacman Jones to right now uh, for tryouts and stuff. Well, he's been out of the league for so he's so he's been out of the league for a while. I mean, I could see them. Uh, I don't. I mean, trade deadline's over, right? You're not going to see any more additions other than the free agent signings of some of the veterans that are there or guys that get cut from another team or whatever, right? But I think yeah. in the long run, the Vikings we're going to get better defensively as the season comes along, right? And offensively, they just have to maintain time of possession to keep that defense off the field so they're not spending 40 minutes on the field in the game and they're only spending 25. Yeah, exactly. Now, here's the uh, situation that's been floating around with everything. If the Jets get the number one overall pick and they do take Trevor and they are going to take Trevor Lawrence, there is rumors of Sam Darnold being traded to the Vikings. How do you feel about that as being a Vikings fan? Uh, that's a tough one, but uh, you know, I, I do think he would be a pretty good fit. In Minnesota, but I don't see him being the guy. I don't see him being the guy taking them to a Super Bowl. No, I think what the Vikings will probably do, because they're going to have to keep Kirk Dozens around for at least one more season just because of the amount of money they're paying him, right? And it's like a lot of it's guaranteed, right? I could see them, let's say the Vikings end up, let's say, around pick 15 with the first-round pick, right? Say they're around there, they just miss out on the playoffs maybe. Right. Chances are there's going to be third or fourth best quarterback, maybe still on the board at that time. Maybe they take a quarterback there as the the future and have him sit for part of the year. Right. And learn under yeah. Kirk Cousins for a season. Yeah, and then because then get rid of right Kirk there Cousins, you'd have you can, right? it would, yeah, it would be Trey Lance or Justin Fields if I'm not mistaken would be around that. No, nah, chances I think get. Justin. Fields is the second quarterback on the board. So he'll, he'll probably, be gone. Those will probably, yeah, Trey Lance, maybe. So the, I could see there. And he's coming from North Dakota State, so that wouldn't be a, a far go for him. Nice and cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like it. I like it. So, so. But what do you feel for, for here, TJ? What do you feel the Vikings need to do in the draft and in the offseason? Um, I mean, there's a few contracts that they have that are pretty high, like Kyle Rudolph. You know, you have a young guy like Irv Smith at that position. So, you know, it sucks to say, but I think it's time for Kyle Rudolph to go to clear up some space. Yeah, that'll help. And uh, they're pretty thin at the cornerback position. I know they have a lot of young talent that can still be developed, but they need a number one corner on that team. And they're, it's clearly shown that they're missing that right now. Yeah, but they really don't have that Even cap like, space, right? No, and that, that's where it comes yeah, down to, that. you know, getting rid of some veterans on the team, like Kyle Rudolph, or, you know, it sucks to say, but Anthony Barr, you know. Yeah, but he's because he he signed that contract with the Jets and then changed it to the Vikings to re-sign with them, right? So he's getting paid a lot of money. Yeah, he's getting paid a lot of money, yeah. but uh, you know, we'll see. Come off season. 
And then the other yeah. position that they really need to look at is the quarterback, you know, and uh, they have a lot of spots that they need to fill. And I don't think they're going to be able to do it all in one off season. So, but yeah, you're going to be looking more probably draft, be another... I think, than, than off than free agency for the Vikings just because due to the cap situation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right, boys. Well, we're going to be moving on here. We're going to go into the next game picks uh, for coming up for the week. Um, first thing we are going to start off with is the Sunday game. The first one here is the Bucks well, at Panthers. Why don't we touch on the Thursday game that already happened between the Titans and the Colts? For- oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Uh, I did forget about that one. Colts got the win. Colts uh, won 34-17, yep. if I'm not mistaken. So they take the lead in the AFC South. Putting themselves in the number four seed yep. at uh, six and three, same record as the Titans, uh, but they hold that that game. And of course, this was in Tennessee, and uh, Colts' defense played really good football, holding the Titans to only seventeen points. And they had the great special teams touchdown on that block punt. Aren't the Colts ranked number one defense in the league currently? I, I think so. Yeah, they, they have a really good front. I mean, he traded their first round pick in the draft this past year for DeForest Buckner, and then paid him a ton of money. And it's really paid off because they they're now they can really stop the run. They can they play good. They have a great yeah, score. they have that big interior guy. Yeah, the Colts they can't rely on win win every game though. They you know no, Philip Rivers exactly. needs, to, uh, needs to get his head in the game. If not, there's someone else going to show up and take his job. Well, yeah, I, I yep. don't foresee Philip Rivers being uh, there next year with the Colts. I think it's his last year. No, I Colts think he was a follower. I think the Colts are one of those teams that might end up with Sam Darnold if he ends up going. Yeah, you know, that's a pretty good landing spot. That could be too, yeah. But yeah, guys, uh, we got for the first game, Bucks at Panthers. Uh, with the way the Buccaneers have played and everything i don't know who to take in this game it yeah it's a tough it honestly is a tough one i mean if mccaffrey was in i would have snaked the pick and been like the Panthers are going to win this game but uh mike Davis wasn't yeah. looking good before McCaffrey took over. i'll take the bucks yeah i'll take the bucks. yeah i'm gonna go too. with the bucks especially after coming out off a blow they're they got something to prove now. they gotta play well they have yeah. to play well yeah Next, we got the Texans coming in to play the Browns. Um, Nick Chubb may play. It hasn't been confirmed yet, but he yeah, may play. He says he feels good enough to play, but the he's got to be cleared by his team to play. And that'll be a huge, yep. huge gain for the Browns. If Chubb, if Chubb plays, the Browns win. If he doesn't, it's going to be a close game. I think the Texans are actually going to win the game, whether Chubb plays or not. Even though it's a huge gain, I just think the Texans have a have an offense that's built to beat the Browns, and I think they're able they're going to be able to stop the Browns' uh, offense well enough. Who hasn't played well since Odell Beckham's been out? So I'm going to take uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Texans. Yeah, I'm also going to take the Texans. The Browns are a little bit too beat up right now. Okay, uh, moving on here. We got Washington football team playing the Detroit Lions. I'm going to have to take Detroit in this game. Uh, oh, this is... Yeah, they're in Detroit. I'm going to take Washington. It's a big deal with Alex Smith getting his first uh, start since that 
crazy injury. Yeah, he's played in roles coming off of injury. Some the quarterback getting hurt there, but I think uh, Washington's going to win this game. Uh, I like Terry McLaurin. I like Antonio Gibson. I think they have enough pieces, and their defense is playing pretty. It's they're playing okay there in Washington, so I think they can beat Detroit, who will not have Kenny Galladay again, which is massively changes that whole offense in Detroit. You know that is a good thing that a good uh, pick there that I do think Washington could pull this one out with that. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough for sure. It's, yeah, it should be a close game, I think. Next, we got uh, Jags coming in to play the Packers. Oh, I think the Packers team. are winning this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's not even Packers close. Packers should destroy the Jags. Um. Next, we got the battle of the NFC least uh, with the Eagles facing the Giants. You know, I'm going the Eagles. Uh, three, four, and one team versus a two and seven. I'm going Eagles. Uh, I think it's going to be a close one, but I'm also going with the Eagles. Yeah, it's Eagles will probably take this one. They're in New York. Uh, They're the only competitive know, team Eagles just... in that division. They've played competitive games against other divisions and the Ravens and Steelers. They had competitive games against those teams. So I think the Eagles are actually are going to separate themselves in that the division. Better team. They're going to separate themselves in that division as being a, a team that actually has been shot for the playoff game. Sorry, what was that? TV, uh, cut uh, the second half of the season, I definitely think the Eagles are going to pick up a lot more wins. Yeah. Uh, next, we got the Bengals coming in to play the Steelers. Uh, Steelers should take it, being the 8-0 team. But the way they played last week, if Joe Burrow can pick that defense apart. Oh, I want to kick Cincinnati so bad because I'm such a fan of Joe Burrow. But, I mean, Joe Mixon might play, but probably not. So it should be Gio Bernard one more time. But I'm going to take the Steelers just because they should win the game. Yeah, I'm going to take the Bengals just because I personally think the Steelers are one of the worst undefeated teams we've seen in a while. I agree. I I agree. Like, yep. they, they find a way to win games. So that's where I think it'll probably be close, but they'll find a way to win the Steelers. Uh, next game, we got the Bills coming in to play the Cardinals. If, if I, this is going to be... If I'm not mistaken, though, I want to touch quickly on it. I think there's six afternoon games, like late afternoon games and five in the first set. That's We don't see that, like, ever. No. Like, that's... One, two, three, four. Yeah, there's five in the afternoon. And then six. There's a lot in the late afternoon. Like, this is This is crazy, but I... I mean, I'm going to take the Bills here. After. It's five. It's uh, five. Five in the early and five in the afternoon. Yeah, which is nuts. Like we don't see that like often at yeah. all. No. So yeah, this is uh, the second game starting into the uh, afternoon games with the Bills coming in to play the Cardinals. This is. I think the Bills really are going to win after uh, they play. If the Bills play like they did last game, the Bills will take this one. You know, I'm going to have to say different here. I I think the Cardinals are going to take this one. Uh, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I think Kyle oh, is going to have a good game, and I think the Cardinals are going to take it. It's going to be a very close one, though. 
high scoring, I believe, in this game. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be a probably might be the highest scoring game of the week. Yeah, it could uh, be a high scoring, and I will take Buffalo because I'm staying on my team. Yeah, of course. Uh, next game, we got the Broncos coming in to play the Raiders. Uh, Raiders should take this one, being in Las Vegas, coming off the win. Uh, Bron- they are the better team than the Broncos. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I think the Raiders will take this one. They're they're playing some really good football right now. They look like a really good team. The only thing is, Denver has won twelve of the last or of the last seventeen games that these two teams have played against each other. Denver has won twelve of them. So Denver's twelve and got five, that. right? In the last seventeen, I, I think Denver is not going to win this game because the Raiders are a better team. But they're better built eh, all around. I mean, it'll be a close game because division games are generally close. Exactly. And speaking of division games, here's another division game we got coming up. This uh, we got the Seahawks coming in to play the Rams. Uh, Rams have won four of the last five games that these ty- these guys have uh, met, and with the Seahawks offense or defense getting beat so bad, yeah, you know what? I'm, oh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with the Rams on this game just because the Seahawks defense is just terrible, and you, you can't rely on Russell Wilson to win every game for you. Exactly, and that's where I do think. Sorry, go ahead, Nick. Yeah, it's tough. Like I, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking the, I'm thinking that it'll be a close one again. Division, uh, the Rams have always played in Seattle well, even when Jeff Fisher was back at the head coach spot. You know, when Seattle was a dominant team, and the Rams were not a good football team. Yeah, they always played, always played well against. Them. I will take Seattle solely because I mean. I and I think uh, defensively, they're actually – the numbers and statistics show they are getting better in certain areas. Um, so the Rams are such a – they've been good one week, bad another, good one week, bad another. So I just feel like uh, the Rams are so inconsistent lately that I'm going to take uh, Seattle. I'm, I'm going to take the Rams in this one just because they are in uh, L.A. right now. They are going to be playing there, uh, and I believe the Rams just came off a bye week. Yeah, that is correct. You are correct with that. So that's they're going to be rested up to where the Seahawks are beaten up by the Bills there. So I do think the Rams take this one. Um, oh, there is. There's actually six late or afternoon games. Yeah, like it's. This is crazy. So who's, who's that? The, we, the other one that we have for the afternoon is the Chargers at Dolphins. Battle of the rookie quarterbacks at Herbert. One of the games I'm most excited for to actually watch, believe it or not. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing I love, I love the way Herbert's playing, but I, I was showing some love on Miami earlier, so I'm going to take Miami in this one because I think Miami is a playoff team and uh, – I think they're going to win this game. Miami is the Miami yeah, is the I, I'm going to have to go with Miami. Yeah, I think so too. Like, the Chargers have just been shooting themselves in the foot in the last minute of the game or get, just getting unlucky, you know. But 
They find yep, a way to always. lose. They find a way to lose a yeah, game. Exactly. Right? And uh, I mean, I, they were just like the Falcons, blowing crazy yeah, it's leads just, and stuff. I think it'll be doing a good all that game. stuff. So it's good game in a long run. But in Miami, yeah. it's two a time. Uh, so the the last afternoon game that we have is the 49ers coming in to play the Saints. Got the Saints. I don't have, have much Saints, to say about that. Saints win this one. Yeah, 49ers. Are yeah, uh, 49ers are too beat up. Saints are playing Saints well. Need to, Saints are going to take this one. Yeah. Uh, so the late night game, we got the Ravens coming in to play the Patriots. Normally, every uh, other year, Ravens will be a should... great game to watch, but I really don't think it'll be that good. And I think the Ravens will put a put a hurting on the Patriots. Oh, I hope. Yeah, so. I agree. I think I the Ravens took this one by uh, by a pretty big score. I, I'm going to say at least 13 points. Yeah, I, I'm going to say double digits for sure of a victory for the Ravens. I don't think the Patriots yeah. keep it close. Cam Newton gets hit a lot in this game. Yeah. Uh, so, guys, this is the one reason we actually did bring uh, TJ on is because the Monday night football game for the 16th is the Vikings coming in to play my Chicago Bears. The only now thinking about this, Kirk Cousins is zero and nine on Monday night games. Yeah, it's it's going to be a tough game because uh, I, I'm pretty sure in the the Vikings era era with Mike Zimmer, I think the Vikings have only won four of nineteen matchups or something like that against the Bears. I guess it's pretty low. Yeah, and the Bears held. Derrick Henry to what was it 66 yards yeah. rushing last week and Derrick Henry was is one of if not the best running back in the league besides Dalvin Cook like he's a top three running back same thing the Bears defense is going to put a hurting on Dalvin Cook hopefully with the way they've been doing things the way they've been stopping these really good running backs um Roquan Smith for the Bears has been elite this year. There was a stat that came up in the last uh, in the Titans game. He is the only linebacker in the NFL to have 70 plus tackles and 10 plus tackles for a loss in the league right now. He is the only linebacker to have those. Stats. He is playing well. He is playing on. I will admit that he, he is playing. Well. He is playing. But again, you guys are talking about the one thing in this game that's not correct. You're not talking about the fact. You're talking about strength of the Vikings or strength of the Bears. Well, let's look at the weakness of each team first. The weakness is the defense of the Vikings this year, and the weakness of the Bears is the offense, right? Yeah. Which one of those plays okay football? That's who's going to win this game. Yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be a very low-scoring game, and uh... like twenty fourteen is going to be like the end score seventeen fourteen something like that. It'll be, it's not going to be double digits. It's with going to be a single digit score. Um, it's going to be a, fa- a fairly good game here. I think the Vikings up. can get uh, the win as long as honest- the Vikings can establish the run game early. And uh, as long as the young corners for the Vikings defense play well, because the Bears offense is struggling. But the Bears also have a top five defense in every category right now. And yes, you're going to see rookie. 
you're gonna it's actually gonna be funny because you're gonna see Justin Jefferson lined up against Jalen Johnson quite a bit in this game for what I've hear, heard. So it's going to be rookie corner on rookie wide receiver. And then you're going to have Kyle Fuller uh, going against Adam Thielen the whole time. So that's the only thing where the Bears defense is better than the Vikings there. They've, they're going to have an answer for it. But the Vikings defense is Harrison Smith and Kendricks need to show up in this game to do in order to do anything. Yeah, I, I definitely think uh, I think it's gonna fall seven. Go ahead, DJ. No 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 go ahead. Yeah, I just think in the end when it comes down to it, it really comes down to the Vikings being able to control the clock. And that just comes to their offense controlling the clock, but also their defense being able to force three and outs. And if they can take away Allen Robinson and David Montgomery's hurt. He may play, may not play, or whatever, but, but he's hurt. So the run game is already limited as it is. Double team Robinson every play, you're going to take away pretty much anything that the Bears offense has as in the form of a true weapon. So, I mean, I'm going to make my pick right off the bat here. And I'm, you know, me, I said I would pick every game against the Bears this year, and I'm going to stick to it. I will take the Vikings to win. Obviously, TJ, you're sticking with your team taking the Vikings, and I'm yeah, sticking with my I, I got to stick with the, the Vikings also because the Bears are they're starting that that downslide of their season, and I I did say that would happen. They had a pretty tough schedule for this last half of the season. Yeah, you did. Yep, they do have a very tough schedule coming up for the last half, and the Bears could actually slide from here, and with the way things are going. I could only see them winning maybe one or two more games this season. Not a hurt yeah, and that's that's scary. Yeah, that is pretty scary for a team that was. Yeah, well, that looked when it was like, all right, this team looks like they started five and one, yeah, a true contender. Looked like a Super Bowl contending team could drop down and get a bottom five, <laughs> bottom ten maybe. You know, five wins. Their five wins that yeah. they have now is going to keep them out of the top five for draft picks this year. They could end up with a top 10 pick in the league, which is going to be absolutely crazy. And it better be quarterback. If yeah. The shot of if that, if that happens, I think that they take uh, either depending on where they are, if who's available, if there's a quarterback available, they'll take the best quarterback. If not there and Allen Robinson leaves, they're going to be going after. I Jamar Chase. Bears, yeah, yeah, definitely wide receiver. Is in these I, I think they need a running back as well. Like a really good number one. I mean, Montgomery is good. He in his first year as a running back as a rookie, he put up almost eleven hundred yards. He has, I think, like five hundred yards right now on the season. Yeah, he's with he's a not really crappy offensive line. I think he's not a game changer. Is what you're trying to say? Similar to what the Vikings have with. Dalvin Cook, they need a true game-changing running back, especially with how you have that defense. Someone who can literally put up five, six yards of carry and just wear a team down because their defense wears you down already, right? So you do that, and you can take away the deficiencies of your quarterback position. If you have a top-10 defense, you know, that are making plays and you know getting your offense back on the field, and you have a, a number-one running back and a game-changer, 
you can manage that clock and, you know, win more games. Yeah, it's very true. Very, very true. And that's where, when Nick said the, uh, the, with the bears not having to Cohen, it's really hurt, hurt them because he was Absolutely. a huge part of their offense. Well, he, he was that guy who could run the football or, you know, quick screen, quick little pass that could, take it to the house, right? They don't really have a guy that they, that teams look at and say, that guy's going to take it to the house, right? There's no Tyreek Hill, McCall Hardman yeah. type player on that football team who can take it to the house anytime he touches the football that teams are scared of. I mean, I will say that uh, the one guy that they got in the draft in the fifth round, Darnell Mooney, has been really good for a rookie wide receiver. Yeah. Um, I mean... He's going – I think he's going to develop into the Bears possibly number two or number three receiver. Um, yeah, it's hard to say. Again, they could be paying Allen Robinson. Sorry? Uh, they should be paying Allen Robinson. One, the Bears. Yeah. I mean, in the past, you know, the uh, the Bears have lost some, some pretty good wide receivers. And due to contracts, I'm trying to pay guys like Alshon Jeffrey. Well, Cam Meredith was a really good one before, too. Now Allen Robinson's going to be another one. It's just like whenever they have really good receivers. Yeah, I think the Bears really missed out on a receiver in this, uh, this past draft, like for one of the number ones that went. Well, they went and Cole Komet there in the second round. And I mean, at that point, you could have taken an, a receiver because, I mean, Cole Komet hasn't been great. And, I mean, been pretty you paid Jimmy Jimmy Graham a bunch of money and, you know, they're just doing whatever, right? I mean, you need, you need weapons there, right? Yeah, and I think the Bears kind of regressed away from getting the weapons to the point where they're trying to build those – not the weapons, but have those like stable guys. And well, I think the sense of urgency though, like the quarterback position, they knew Mitchell Trubisky was not the guy. That's why you bring in Nick Foles, but yeah, and then they go trade for well, Nick Foles. You pay him, a lot and he wasn't the guy either. Yeah. I think they could have signed Cam Newton or Jameis Winston. They're better players. Yeah, you paid Nick Foles how how many millions of dollars to come play, and you could have got Cam Newton for a million. Dollars. Sure, he's not having the greatest season. But yeah, you know, it... he would have been he would have been better on that Bears Absolutely. offense than Nick Foles, for sure, for sure. And so would Jameis Winston, who is the backup in New Orleans now. Yep, they're... you could have signed him. Yeah, you would have had a lot of turnovers, but your defense can make up for a quarterback that turns the ball over. But he can sure sling it down the field, right? Well, it's because they were also trying to get Teddy Bridgewater. And uh, stuff like that, and it just didn't work out. And they apparently Nick Foles was always in their plans. Uh, I miss Bridgewater. Bridgewater didn't work out. And yeah, he is. I, He's that? played pretty I'm, well in Carolina. I'm definitely missing Bridgewater in the Vikings yeah. uniform. Yeah, he's a very underrated quarterback. Yeah, he's played well since his. He's, he learned a lot from Drew Brees and uh, he's played well in uh, Carolina. Absolutely. 
this year, and uh, yeah, I think he's he will a, be there for the next couple of years as his contract dictates. And, uh, you know, speaking of guys in the Vikings uniform that I'm pretty impressed with this season for some rookies as uh, the offensive line for Ezra Cleveland coming off of his, I think, third start or third game, second start. He's looking really good. Yeah, I mean, they're, uh, again, you know, you just got to play guys and find out really what they're at, right? And, I mean, that's where the Vikings haven't been one of those teams over the last few years. They've been playoff contenders. Their rookies don't get a lot of time unless they've been true game changers, right? Yeah. So it's starting to show on their team when they have a lot of younger guys who haven't played much, right? Like a so good example is you need lots young of- guy for the defense on the Vikings is DJ Wanham. Like he shows up in a game and he gets a sack, on, a sack fumble on Rodgers and basically wins the game for the Vikings. Yeah, it clinches that game for him. I mean, but then again, that game was still won by Delaware. At 100%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So I think that is everything we do have for you guys this week. Uh, the teams that are on a bye, we've got the Jets, Chiefs, Cowboys, and Falcons. Uh, that So we're not going to be seeing anything from those guys. Uh, Nick, did you have any other questions for uh, TJ? Or TJ, did you have any other questions for us to answer before we uh, get going here? No, I'm good for you, TJ. I, uh, I think we've learned a lot about the Vikings. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Skull Vikings. <laughs> of course, thank you for uh, coming on with us. Yes. And uh, we'll have to uh, touch base with you uh, before we do the uh, our next uh, podcast here so we can touch base on the uh, – Monday night game that's Absolutely. coming up here in a couple days for us. Yeah, so it's a pleasure having you yeah. on. Thanks for coming thanks on. Again, guys. Yep, thanks for coming, TJ. Thank you very much. All right. Well, I think that's it for this episode. All right. Yeah, guys, that does do it for us this episode. Like we said, this one was a little bit weird. We were recording from technically three different places with uh, me, uh, Nick, hosting, and then having TJ as the guest. We did do it from three different places, so it may sound a little bit weird on here at times, but thank you guys for supporting us, supporting the channel, and please like, comment, subscribe, leave anything for us, tell all your friends, hit that follow button. Thank you guys very much. Yeah, have a good one.